This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Adrenaline running through my veins and my skeleton when you say my name and the high no, it never goes away Like jumping out of airplanes And swimming with the sharks That existential feeling When you're staring at the stars There's a hurricane in my head But the lightning in my heart Makes it worth it Yeah, I still get nervous When you walk through the door And you look in my eyes Yeah, it feels, yeah, it feels Like the very first time I what a wonderful time last night um, me and Danielle had meeting Peter King who's become a really really close friend it's surreal to me but I looked up to him for so many years and he's one of those guys just so you know when I went down to Florida and I talk about Chuck Todd all the time I know you people hate him that's fine but he's one of those guys that never left me Bo Deedle, Peter King they'd come on my shows in Florida all the time He's a real true friend, a loyal guy, and his wife, Rosemary's lovely. And Melissa Zim is a rock star, his driver. And the five of us had dinner at a place that Pete recommended, King Umberto's, in Elmont, Long Island. And it was a great place. Rosario, the owner, did an amazing job. And it was a cast of thousands there last night. Every big political figure from Nassau County ended up at that restaurant last night. But um, it was a great time. We've gone out with Peter before. We've done Gargiulio's. We've done Michael's. We've done King Umberto's. By the way, all three Italian restaurants. Looking forward to doing it again. Here's my friend, the great former congressman, Peter King. Pete, that was great last night. Thank you so much. Uh, I said said that was just a great time. Rosemary loved it. Melissa loved it. Danielle. How she puts up with all of us, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, she took over the conversation. We weren't allowed to speak. I, we could, you know? <laughs> she really did, right? Oh, her and uh, Rose. Were you... I think she's going to order for everybody in the place. I know. I know. No, and, and she's not even like that, but she felt very comfortable. And uh, your wife and her got into a very good education discussion and the disability with my son and all that good stuff. And then all of your political friends started showing up, even the great Joe Cairo. Joe Cairo showed up, and Anthony Esposito was there. No, it was a great. And then we were looking at all the pictures on the wall. Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra, Phil Rizzuto. Rosario, he's like a one-man uh, drawing card. Everyone shows up there. As you said, Vinny Testaverde lived there. That was yes. where he lived, right around the corner. Well, he told me that, you know, Vinny lost his father a couple of years ago, very tragically, to a heart attack. But Vinny's mother and sister still go to that restaurant, still. Yes, yeah, really, it's a neighborhood place. Listen, you, before you were talking about the snowblowers, it's funny you said that, because I'm like you. I am useless around the house, <laughs> and I see all these dopey snowblowers out in the street last night. Rosemary says, you know, we got to get one. It's not Give me a break. So the militia starts in, too. So all the way home, we're talking about these stupid snowblowers. I swear to God. So you went through the same thing I did. Year. You went through the same thing that I did last night. Same exactly, thing. Exactly. Oh here's the God. deal. We, we used to have this guy across the street, Bob, and he would do, he had a snowblower. He took pride. And cleaning everyone's house when there's a snowstorm. Last year we have a blizzard, 
Barbara's down in Florida. I'm in a paddock. So Melissa <laughs> calls, and she volunteers to send her poor husband, Lance, who's a great guy, detective, over to the house. And he never saw blow. He's there with a shovel. He's shoveling oh. out the front. I feel terrible. Oh. But then he comes to the door. He says, do you have anyone else who wants to uh, get, get the snow cleaned up? I said, well, then I realized he was so happy to be away from Melissa. <laughs> he was willing to clean every street in the neighborhood. That's funny. And he came in the house and he's eating and drinking coffee with us. He was so happy to be away from her for oh, one God. afternoon. Yeah. He was willing to clean everybody's house in the neighborhood. And have a heart attack. You'd have a heart attack doing that stuff. No, but no, uh, I guess I... If he survived Melissa. He can survive. Oh, uh, you are right about uh, that, man. She is a uh, she is something else, man. At one point last night when she started taking out all of her weapons... <laughs> <laughs> it was just, every time I, I got to tell you the truth is every time I'm with you guys it's a it's a lot of fun a lot of laughs it really is but uh, tell me about this not a lot of laughs I heard about this all morning long what was this back and forth not a laughing matter on Cats at Night last night between you your friend Bill O'Reilly and John Katzmatidis I know you're all friends but it got pretty loud in there yesterday what was that all about. No, actually, it was, uh, and again, it was a, it was a good disagreement. Uh, Bill was talking about how when the, the special counsel gets into the case in Washington, he's going to find there's FBI agents there, and somehow implying that's why the whole disturbance, the, the, sorry, the whole riot, whatever you want to call it, started, the attack on the Capitol. And I said, listen, Bill, there may have been eight FBI agents, and there's no way that eight guys, first of all, are going to work against their own government and uh, you know, be able to control thousands of people. I mean, that's just, right. they were there, and, and they screwed up. That's one thing. Right. But to blame them for what happened is, is, is crazy. So anyway, we went back and forth. But it was, you, know, you get two Irish guys, and uh, <laughs> we don't know how to be nice to each other. Right. Irish guys have to fight. You know? And you guys are way, friends. I, that, that's even better when you're friendly and you still have a disagreement. I, but then I, did, did I hear corruptly that John Cantamatiti sided with O'Reilly over you? Yeah, he sort of did. He was saying oh. that the cops were people in. So we were going back and forth. But again, Funny. John's a great boss. Uh, you know, Bill, Bill's a good friend. But what bothered me last night, though, pretty much the Irish, the ethnic slur, you started giving me a hard time for drinking beer. You said I was like, <laughs> some Irish guys wait, a, wait, a second, wait a second, wait a second. You show up at an Italian restaurant. Now, you're wearing a Notre Dame jersey, but it doesn't say Notre Dame. All it says is Irish. And you're drinking beer, and you're wearing an Irish shirt. And all I said was, can you feed into the stereotypes anymore? Next time we go for dinner, I'm going to wear a sweatshirt that says just Jew. <laughs> well, I, I need psychological help. I'm a very sensitive soul. And yes. I'm very woke. I know. I know. And all these, all these insults really, really bother me. And then uh, what can I tell you? <laughs> no, not, not, not even a little. To me, that was like. America at its best, because people enjoying themselves. Yes. We didn't care what we said. We didn't nope. worry about offending anyone's nope. feelings. Just a great time. It was just fun. You know, John Tobacco checks in, my buddy. He says, Chris Ruddy, the CEO of Newsmax, maybe you, didn't, maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't. Chris Ruddy, the CEO of Newsmax, used to be the bartender at King Umberto's. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, didn't know, I, I, I knew Chris. I didn't know he was the bartender then. But I found it out later because uh, you know, Rosario told me that, and Chris has told me that, and you know Chris has gone back in there, you know, to see Rosario. Yeah, he was uh, Chris Ruddy. By the is a real uh, up to the bootstraps guy. I mean, he uh, went to school in Long Island. He lives in Nassau County. His father was a Nassau County cop, and now of course he has Newsmax. Yeah, but he worked in uh, King Umberto's. How about that? So Kevin McCarthy came out and spoke yesterday. Peter looks like he'll be the 
the speaker there, the majority for the Republicans in the House. And uh, he, you know, he said a couple of days ago, if I get that position, I'm getting rid of Swalwell on the Intel Committee. I love that. I'm getting rid of Adam Schiff. I love that. Goodbye to Omar Foreign Affairs. I love that. And yesterday, he went DEFCON 5, to quote Kanye West, on Mayorkas and said, we're going to impeach him. And uh, we're going to show what a liar he is, what a terrible job they're doing with the border, how they're lying about it, how terrorists and drug dealers are coming in every day. I thought it was great. So if you were still in politics, would you be, would you uh, want to see an impeachment for Mayorkas? You know, I'm not a big fan of impeachment, but if there's any office where to me it could be warranted, it's Homeland Security because that is such a main responsibility he has is to protect the borders. And they're almost flagrantly not enforcing the law. And you have you know, all these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border, the, you know, the drugs coming across the border. And you know, they seem to think it's a joke. First of all, they're saying it's not happening, but it is happening. Then you have them saying they want to give citizenship to everybody. No, Mayorkas is failing in the main obligation that he has and the country has. He's like the point man for Biden on this for not enforcing the immigration laws. And it's not just a question of immigration per se. It's what it does. I mean, we see what happens here when you know, 50 guys come up in a bus from Texas. You know, the whole city's uh, turned upside down. Can you imagine all these other cities along the border when they have thousands and thousands of people coming in using the social services, using the schools, using the hospitals, and also all the drugs coming across? No, this is a failure of responsibility by Mayorkas. And whether he himself is the guy responsible He's the guy that's out there. I, I think it's, this comes from the top. I think Biden and the whole administration, this is their attitude. But, again, my office is the guy. He's there, and I fully support Kevin McCarthy. Again, I'm not a big fan of impeachment. This is one way to have a full discussion and examination and an investigation of a failure to enforce the law. And that's what this is. And it's a serious law. It's a vital law. It's a law essential to our national security. Do you think that Republicans now go to that word impeachment very quickly, whether they're talking about Joe Biden, which I think, by the way, is a is a worthwhile impeachment and my orchestra. But do you think they go to that word based on the Donald Trump revenge factor? Yeah, listen, I voted against Bill Clinton's impeachment. I voted against Donald Trump's impeachment. We only had one impeachment of a president, like for the first 100, what, almost 200 years of our country. To me, that is something that should be used only in the most serious issues. I think that when it comes to a cabinet officer, it's a different story because he's not doing the main job he has to do and such a vital thing. So that's the only reason I would support it becomes my office. With Joe Biden, listen, we have policy disagreements with him. They're wrong. I think he's hurting the country. But to you know, go to impeachment, it's supposed to be a high crime and misdemeanor. I, I don't want to become like you know, some of these governments in Europe uh, where you have a new government every, every two months. There's a new, like France and Italy. You know, Italy's had like a thousand governments. And uh, for a long time, their, uh, France was having one after the other and, you know, until the goal came in. Uh, so, no, I think it's, uh, again, we should uh, narrow it for very, very specific and vital issues. To me, homeland security with illegal immigration and the penetration of the border is, is, is one that warrants it. With Biden, all you'll be doing is tying the government down. We've got to get things done. And to me, I'd rather focus on, you know, again, going after Biden on policies, not on impeachment. Otherwise, you just get bogged down. And, again, you know, we do have a world where we have to operate in. Peter King, you have been one of the vocal leaders, you, Bo Deedle, and others, guys that are Republicans, guys that supported and were friendly, friendly with Donald Trump in the past. 
that are saying things now like, no good, don't run, do us a favor, get out of the way. Let a guy like DeSantis uh, take over. Have you softened your stance since last week, or are you as adamant about that today? No, I'm, I'm so adamant. But I want to make it clear, Donald Trump, first of all, I did support him both times he ran. As president, we had a very good working relationship and an approaching relationship. He had my uh, granddaughter uh, in the Oval Office. He met my uh, grandson, Rosemary, my daughter. In fact, my daughter was sick at one time. He called her, spoke to her for a long time, was talking about you know, different doctors for her. No, he's personally, I have absolutely no problem with Donald Trump. I just think, though, that at this time, I, I don't see him winning again. I think some of the tactics he used, like attacking people in his own party when we were trying to take back the Senate, take back the House, to me, to show that I think time has passed him by. But listen, my time never came. So I'm not I'm <laughs> Trump. The guy was president of the United States. Well, right. you know, what an achievement it is. Right. But I do think at this stage, people are looking for someone new. Ron DeSantis right now seems to be the guy. Hey, listen, he's not battle-tested. He may get in there and not make it. But I think we have to start looking other than you got Tim Scott, Nikki Haley. I mean, these are solid, solid people. You know, if you get the New York Post today, Peter, the headline reads, Friends with Benefits, Mayor Adams' unqualified pal given $241,000 job. And there is a picture of this uh, young lady. And underneath her picture is a picture of a smiling Eric Adams. And uh, you know at dinner last night that we were texting each other back and forth, me and the mayor. And I told him, don't worry about this story. Clearly they're out to get you. Here Al Sharpton had to defend you last Saturday. Now the New York Post is going after Eric Adams. Whether or not that story is, is damaging or not, I don't know. Time will tell. But is it fair to say right now, Peter King, that the mayor may be making enemies on both sides? I think the biggest enemy he's, make, he's making is you and Danielle. He hasn't given you these jobs. I mean, the way, the way you've gone in the tank for him, I thought you'd be, uh, I don't know, like a, a million dollar a year. It's early. Hey, Pete, it's early. That lead counsel that's out there for Danielle, trust me. Well, she'd, be, she'd be great, I'll tell you. But, uh, and then make you the DA in Manhattan. Listen, I have, uh, I, I try to get too, not to get too excited over these things. If Eric Adams can bring crime down and, and if to do that, he ends up having a few friends in the government. You know, let's, I can look the other way on that. And listen, if he trusts them, you know, when you're in there, being mayor, even though he's out, he enjoys himself. It's, all those jobs are lonely. At the, bottom, at the end of the day, you have a lot of responsibility and you have a lot of enemies out there. And if it makes you do a better job by having people around you, listen, you know, Jack Kennedy had his Irish mafia with him. And uh, people like to have friends around them uh, to get the job done. So that's what it takes, fine. To me, you judge them at the end of four years. And uh, listen, I, I hope he's got a great uh, police commissioner. And if he can just get going on the crime, really crack down on it. I mean, it's really uh, that's it. If he if he can do the job on crime, he can have all his friends and relatives on the payroll. I don't care. All right. Sixty seconds to go with the great Peter King. A couple of days ago, I had Lee Zeldin on and I asked him flat out a lot of rumors what you may do next. What are you going to do? And he delivered it to me. He said, Sid, RNC chair. That's what I want. That's what we're exploring right now. We're making phone calls. We're getting it done. Looks like that's going to be his. What do you think about the potential of Lee Zeldin being the next RNC chair? I think he'd do a great job. I think it would give him a national profile. I wouldn't want that job. It's a tough, in some ways, thankless job because you're traveling all the time. You have to deal with 50 egomaniacs or we stay jamming around the country. And all the national committee. Not only that, but he, he's, he's going to have to stop making excuses every time Donald Trump says something stupid. I love Donald Trump, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Now, it's a tough job. And you really, in the end, you don't have all the responsibility. You get all the blame. 
But listen, Lee, if anyone can do the job, it's Lee. I think he has unlimited potential. Others people talk about him going for Suffolk County executive, getting himself positioned then to run for the Senate or governor again. He's a young guy. I mean, the guy is really a young guy. And uh, he did so much. He got more Republican votes for governor than any Republicans since Nelson Rockefeller. I mean, you think yeah, of it. That's amazing. And just a few months ago, I mean, people still really weren't sure who he was. He was you know, from the far end of Long Island, and he ends up scaring the daylights out of the Democrats. They had every big gun they had to bring in at the end to try to save Kathy Hochul. And also because of Lee, that's the main reason we turned those four seats around. Yep. Uh, and uh, you had, you had Lee as the uh, uh, gubernatorial candidate. You had Joe Cairo and Nassau, Jesse Garcia in Suffolk. We have, again, there's 100,000 more Democrats in Nassau County, but both seats went to Republicans. Same thing out in Suffolk. There's more Democrats than Republicans, and we took the seats. So, no, that was really hardworking Republicans. But Lee was the guy. Lee was the guy out front. He deserves all the credit for that. And if he wants to be Republican national chairman, we couldn't have a better one. Talking about Lee, yesterday we commemorated 59 years since the assassination of Kennedy. Talking about Lee, are you convinced Lee Harvey Oswald killed him? I, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, there's so many conspiracy theories. I think he is. But, you know, getting back to Lee Zelda, I want the record to show that when you were still running around with Andrew Giuliani, I, I was staying with Lee Zelda. That's not oh, true. Uh, no, that's not true. That's, we have, we have <laughs> any tape of that? <laughs> that? That is 100% true. Peter King is right again. I hey, Adam's going to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hey, uh, last night was really great. We do love you guys. And this morning was great, too. And I'll see you again on Friday. So have a happy and a healthy Thanksgiving. And thanks for everything you do. Your whole career now, you just, you're a wonderful guy, Peter King. Thank you so much. I said thank you again. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Gabe. Oh, thank you. That's right. Peter knows. Tomorrow, not just Thanksgiving, but my son Gabriel's 14th birthday. On the same day, Stella Com, Norm Coleman, Attorney Joe Murray, and some more Thanksgiving stories on the way out. Here's John Legend, nervous. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.